Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first time, second chances, things that scare the crap out of me and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the behind the scenes of writing and the business side of it. And before we get started today, a small message from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to season two of a self-published author's diary. Let me first start by saying that I wish you all a wonderful, wonderful new year. Wishing you happiness, health, laughter and lots of love. And the magic of books to read and maybe write for when you want or need to get lost or found or understood or maybe gain an understanding in a story. It's snowing right now in Maryland. It's the type of weather that calls for a hot chocolate with tiny marshmallows. Plato the dog is sprawled <laughs> next to me on my pillows and my blankie. He's basically on my spot on the couch. But what else is new? As long as he's comfy. And he is right now very comfy. I took a short break during the holidays and a few things have changed around here. So I will now release episodes on Tuesdays in the morning or rather overnight for me. So mark your calendars and you may ask yourself, why or why am I changing the release day of the episodes? Why am I now publishing on Tuesdays? Well, I decided to change the day I'm recording the episodes. So I record them weekly because I give you updates on what I'm learning, what I'm writing, the behind the scenes and everything related to my self-publishing career and adventures. And I used to record the podcast on Thursdays, usually in the morning, and then I would edit it during the afternoon or the evening. And sometimes I also record it every day, you know, kind of like the daily diary type of format. I might keep doing that from time to time, but It used to be mostly a Thursday in the year. So that meant that on Thursdays, I usually didn't write because this is also the day when I write my newsletters. I work on my IT class. My Python language is coming along. And I do another thousand things that did not give me the space to write. Yes, I could have gotten up earlier, but I already get up pretty early. I get up around 5.15, 5.30 a.m. most days. Sometimes I stretch it to 6 a.m., Or I could have gone to bed later, but I'm not really an evening person when it comes to getting a lot of things done. Like I'm much more productive, much more efficient, so to speak, in the morning. I also need to be mindful that when I don't get enough sleep, well, again, I'm not as productive, but I'm also not mm -hmm. as creative. And I also risk tachycardia episodes. So that's when my heart rate goes faster. It's not dangerous. I don't have like a dangerous type of tachycardia, but it's very annoying, can be very distracting. And I really, 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 really do not have to call 911 because it doesn't stop. And then I need to get something special. It's an entire story. So getting enough sleep is really important for me. I rarely write on weekends. It happens, but it's rare. So to regain more writing time, I decided to record this podcast on either Friday afternoon, Saturday or Sunday. I'll then edit it either on Saturday, Sunday or Monday afternoon, depending on when I record it. And ta-da! It will be on your favorite streaming platform on Tuesday. 
bright and early if you live in the same time zone as I do. It's going to be ready for your morning commute or as you get ready or if you're like me for when you're cooking or doing laundry. Talking about laundry, I'm sure there's a metaphor between plotting and the mountain of laundry waiting for us and finding those matching socks. Talking about schedule, I've been working on a new writing schedule and isn't that a smooth transition? As I'm currently drafting two books at the same time, I'm currently drafting Sweets for Love, which is the second book in the Swan Scove series. It's a sling story and one of the novellas I'm going to release under a pen name. And for that, I'm doing a lot of sprints. Last Monday, I wrote about 6,000 words in a day. And I didn't write all day. I got a lot of other things done during the day. So I was able to get more than 10,000 words a week by writing about three days that week. And I did the same thing this week. I wrote more than 10,000 words and I really just wrote for three days. And again, not the entire day. I wrote for a few hours each day. I used the other days where I didn't write to revise the words that I wrote during those sprints because I do revise a bit as I go. And that's basically for me to make sure that the book is still going in the right direction, to make sure there is like no big things that I'm missing. I do change the loose outline I have as I discover the story. And for me, the only way to discover the story at least the only way so far my process could change at some point, but it's to actually write the words down. And I've been trying to find (laughs) this way of writing for, I think, for several years. Like I used to get very annoyed when I had to rewrite things because I had discovered that the story that I had written was not really working. But it's also because I took too long to write it. So my thinking is right now I'm discovering the story as I go and I am trusting where the story is going as I'm writing it. So instead of fighting and trying to stay in a certain outline and trying to limit myself and the story because I think this is the way it's supposed to go, I let my imagination and my creativity go. It's really just I'm writing and I'm discovering the story and I'm discovering the characters and I'm discovering their motivation and I am discovering new plot points that work better for the story. And as I do that in sprints, I can then go back on something that I had maybe already written and I can polish it or I can also adapt it to fit what I've written later. Instead of just boxing myself in and thinking like, no, this is the process I need to do. I need to first write everything And then once I have written everything, then I can come back and change. Or the other part of the process, which is like, I need to absolutely get this right. If I don't get this right, I cannot go on in the story. So I'm not doing any of those because even if the beginning still needs a bit of work, I then know enough of the story that when it's time to do another sprint, I can just sit down and I'll tell you the process that I'm following once, you know, before sprinting, but then I can keep on writing. So I'm not doing, like, I'm not polishing everything to be 100% perfect before continuing to write because it's still a draft. It's still my first draft, but I'm also not just writing, 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 writing and hoping for the best in a way. 
And that way, there's actually, this is how a new character popped up in Sweets for Love. And that new character now plays a bigger role and needs more of a backstory. So that's what I'm working on right now. And her name is Marion Sinclair. I shared a, a tidbit of the beginning when she shows up with my newsletter subscribers, my readers' mm -hmm. newsletter subscribers, because it's, uh, it's so much fun to write Marion Sinclair. Marion Sinclair has a lot of baggage and... She is definitely right now at the beginning of the story, kind of the villain um, for my main character, kind of a somebody she is in competition with, somebody who doesn't like her. And the feeling is pretty much mutual, even though Aisling doesn't have as much time, it would appear, to think about Marion Sinclair compared to what Marion thinks about Aisling. Like she spends much more time focusing on Aisling. I've decided to lean into my process after listening to Becca Smith's talk on productivity on YouTube for the 20 books to 50k conference, the 2021 one in Las Vegas. I think I've talked about it before, but I'll link it in the episode description. She had just a few things on there about how, you know, there are different ways of writing and being productive and, and also being more productive in a way. Like you can learn from your process in order to hone it, in order to make it better, in order to make it work for you. And, you know, for some people, it might be to write every day. For some people, it might be to write 2,000 words a day. For some people, it might be to write a certain amount or a certain time a day. I think it's all very valid and everybody kind of has a different way of writing. But for me, because I do want to write faster and I want to produce books faster and I want to produce books that are still as good as can be, then I need to lean into that process and see what works best for me and let go of things that do not work. So another way for me to get all those words in a couple of hours, like those 6,000 words in a couple of hours. So I, I start by doing a little bit of a loose outline for the scenes I'm about to write. And I do a sort of scenes beats and it's not fully fledged. I mean, it's not, I'm not going page per page about what I'm going to write because again, that doesn't work for me. It works to a certain extent. If I have to drag the words out, then it actually works a bit better because I know more what I need to do. But mostly when I'm doing those sprints, it's really getting a lot of words out words that are good, I mean, they're not like awful words that I'm going to scrap everything. Some of them will not make it to the final product, but that's just the reality of being a first draft. I'm currently using Elana's Johnson Excel sheet, a link to it too, that I discovered while reading her writing and releasing rapidly book. So for that particular outline, before I do the sprint, I write the one sentence that she has on the, her Excel sheet, which is basically a summary about the beat. And that's from Romancing the Beat um, Story Structure for Romance Novels by Gwen Hayes. And then I add a few more information for each session I do. So where are the characters? What could be the five senses in the scenes? And I'm doing that because I've realized sometimes, you know, that I sometimes focus on one sense. Mm -hmm. Like, Maybe it's a smell, maybe it's a touch, maybe it's just something that the character sees, but I need to be able to bring the reader more in the scene by putting a little bit of touch here and there. 
actually because it has to refer to touch and taste. How cold is the column they're leaning against or how smooth is the counter where their hand is resting like things like that just things where I can ground the scene much more easily by having more than just the what are they seeing you know what are they smelling like I just need more of the senses I'm not going to put all of them of course within one scene like I'm not going to do a dump of (laughs) senses like where where they're sitting like what are they touching what are they smelling not all, all of that not in all scenes but just a little bit more of different characterization again all about grounding the scene that I'm writing be more varied in the senses that I use then I also ask myself, what are they doing? So that I have some mechanics, like are they drinking something or what are they doing in the scene? So that I can describe a little bit movements that are happening as they're going through the scene. And then two or three things that will happen and off I go. Because again, I have like the one sentence sum- summary about the beat, what's happening, the goal. And for me, I kind of put the goal in that beat as well. And then all that over information and that helps me I think, picture the scene more easily. And then I can also write it more easily. So then I write for 25 minutes using writeordie.com, take a short break and do another session. And I do so for a couple of hours. And in 25 minutes, I can write that way. I can write more than 1,000 words. And... Again, those words are not perfect, but they're also definitely not the worst words I've ever written. And once I polish them, I can write a chapter pretty quickly. And on top of that, I check in with my critic partners daily, which adds to the fun and to the accountability as well. I also created an Excel document to track the words I write during each session and the work I accomplish in between, you know, the sprints. So I have another column that says like, okay, revise this. And if the writing gets harder, and sometimes it does, like sometimes it's like creatively or mechanically or both, I don't know, like it's harder to type the words. It doesn't come as easily. It's more of a struggle. It's almost kind of like my brain has kind of the scene that it wants to write, but it doesn't want to put it on the page. And so I did that about two weeks ago where I used a dictation device, actually my phone, and then uploaded it to Dragon and then it transcribed it for me. And I got about 1000 more words that way. Those ones at the time need more polishing afterwards because I'm still training my dragon. (laughs) I'm still teaching it, you know, the next line and all of that. So those bursts of words only happen for scenes that I not only can picture, but that has the actual goal in mind. and, And usually a scene that is either a fight or something very peculiar is happening or it's not and not that any scenes really are transition scenes because you need to move the story forward right with each scene the story moves forward but there are scenes that are more heavily emotional or that are very dramatic or that are also sometimes just very fun to write 
And then sometimes also those scenes surprise me and then I can picture more of them and then I can write them. As I said, the days in between those sprint days, I polish, rearrange and decide what happens next. I sometimes do stop in the middle of a chapter, very rarely in the middle of a scene, unless I can already write down in a couple of words what I know needs to happen. And then, you know, I can pick it up quickly for the next time as do sprints. The fact that I'm writing two different stories also really enables me to work quickly on both. Because when I get stuck or tired of one, and not tired in the, son- in the sense that, oh, I don't want to write about that story anymore, but just not as inspired or thinking that something needs to simmer more because that's also part of my process. There are certain scenes and certain moments that need to simmer a little bit more. Well, then I still have other scenes to write for the other book that I'm writing. And the simmering does happen when I go walk the dog. If I have something that I've been writing and even though I write those two books at the same time, the scene that still needs to simmer will simmer as I do something else. It's going to be in the back of my mind. It's going to play itself out sometimes. Sometimes I need to (laughs) dig it out and sometimes I need to do more exercises to dig it out. Like it's not, it's not all, oh yeah, now I'm doing sprints and everything flows all the time. That's not what I'm saying. I still need sometimes to sit down and make sure that I work on motivation, on goals, on figuring out what could make the story even stronger. But when it comes to getting a first draft out, it's working out much better for me to write those two at the same time. On top of it, the novella that I'm writing under pen name is high angst. I mean, it's angsty. It's steamy, which means it has a lot more intimate scenes. It's is a romance and it's very soap opera-ish. So the twists and turns are dramatic. But that also means with those twists and turns that I can get a lot of writing done, a lot of words down. And the fact that it's a novella makes it very, it makes it easier for me to keep it beginning to end. And with this novella, I'm still deciding on how I'm going to be releasing them. So I want to have two novellas ready before I start publishing them. Ideally three, but I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to do three. I think I'm going to do two novellas and then have the third one for pre-order on a short, on a rapid release type of way. And my rapid releasing will not be every month because I still have other book to write for my Elodie Novodatsky. I have, you know, once I'm done with Sweets for Love, I have the third one in the Swanscove series. At the same time, right after I'm done with Sweets for Love, I'm going to focus on Miss, Miss, Miss Me Not. And so I have quite a lot of work to do on that, on that side. But I'm also trying to decide with the novella, should I try to go into Kindle Vela? And if you know, if you don't know what Kindle Vela is, it's, it's basically serialized fiction that is available via Amazon on an app. And I think you can also read it on the computer, but it's serialized fiction. And I think the way I'm working the novella could work for that particular 
audience, but at the same time, it has quite a few rules about when you can re release it as a book afterwards. And I'm not quite sure if I want to dip my toes into that particular endeavor right now because my novella is not ready yet and I don't want to start publishing it you know as a serialized fiction without having it done and I'm not sure if it would just not be more worth it to put it in Kindle Unlimited right away and then um, release the second one a month after so that that I'm still thinking about but when it comes to writing the novella it's easier because of the sprints and because of having Switch for Love in parallel, which enables me to focus more on the different styles of the books. And so since I'd like to also make as much progress as possible on both stories, keeping my Thursdays more open for writing and revising instead of recording and editing makes more sense. And over the weekends, I usually now, like I've started doing that much more consciously, is that I sit down and look back at what I've done during my week, at what I'm planning to do during the week. I also dedicate more time to learning, watching videos about writing and self-publishing. And I joined Facebook groups um, about TikTok for authors and marketing and... I'm much more consistent about doing the one thing a week to improve my earnings. Like I started a one-note document that has the schedule. You know, I'm, I'm putting down what topics I'm using for my newsletter. Because in addition to my newsletter in English, I also have a newsletter in French. And so I am trying to make sure that I follow the tips that I've gathered. And I'll talk more about my newsletter in a cup in a couple of weeks because I feel like I'm I'm finally finding out and still learning at the same time. It's a very, very interesting phase to be in because I'm finally getting more about what works for my newsletter. And yet I still have so much to learn. It's basically like writing and publishing. And I'm much more focused about what I'd like to improve in regards to my craft and my planning while still enjoying the process. That is why now you will hear the new episodes on Tuesdays. So some fun things that happened writing-wise in the last couple of weeks. A student used one of my bilingual books in her class in Germany and reached out to me on Instagram, which was pretty awesome. And I got an email from a French reader just today as I'm recording this on Sunday. And she, in her words, had devoured An été pas comme les autres, which is a summer like no other. And loved it. And that was just so nice because it was actually just before getting that email, I was wondering about like, oh my God, because I, you know, I've, I've described how much more productive I'm being these days and everything. But I still have those moments where I'm thinking, am I doing this right? Am I going to be able to finish it the way I want to? And, and so right at the moment when I was asking myself those questions and wondering, okay, what is the next step I need to take? Because I'm trying to really be more organized. I'm trying to really be more focused and goal-oriented. And as I've mentioned, we're still enjoying the process. And I was just wondering about like, oh, is my story going to work? Is everything going to work? And then I get that email from my French reader and it's just... It just made me smile and it was exactly what I needed to read at that time. So that was great. So not writing related, but also writing related. 
because sometimes I wonder how I would write those characters if I was the right the one writing the story is watching Billions. The chemical engineer and I are almost done with the last season. And then we're going to go back to watching Dexter. And then I just started listening to White Smoke by Tiffany D. Jackson. And it's gripping so far from the very first few minutes of the audiobook. So I'm excited to keep on listening. And yeah, this is it for the first episode of the second season of A Self-Published Author's Diary. I'm excited to be back. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you have a question, don't hesitate to reach out or leave me a voicemail. There's a link in the episode description or on my website, www.elodinovodatsky.com. And Novodatsky is N-O-W-O-D-S-D-O-G-A-Z-K-I-J. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, review, share with your friends if you find this podcast interesting and or entertaining. To all writers out there, happy writing. And to everyone, happy, happy reading. <laughs>